Welcome to the Lindsay Bussey Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you be secure, stable, and strong. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Lindsay Bussey Podcast. I am so excited to be ending this year out with you. And um, I'm so sorry it's not going to be like a really, hey, this is a great topic because it is a great topic, but it's not an easy topic to talk about. And I'm going to be taking um, over the next three podcasts and I'm going to be talking to you about something that um, I personally know very well. And this is a topic that I have walked through with, with so many other girls and women over the past 10 years um, easily. And that is the topic of soul time. Yay! No, not really. (laughs) So what I wanted to do um, is just kind of talk with you and share with you some things. Um, I'm obviously going to give you soul ties from a biblical standpoint. I want to share with you my own story. And then I also want to give you just some practical things that you can start doing um, to help you get on the right path to deal with soul ties. So one of the things about soul ties is, is that soul ties is simply an emotional bind or a connection physically connection that is that you're it's tied to you and to someone else it's when your soul literally becomes tied to someone now I spoke on this very briefly a month or so ago to some um, high school students and it, it opened up so much for them because a lot of times we're going through things and we don't really understand what we're going through. And so we're processing pain. We're processing these issues and we don't know what it is. So we're trying to cope with these things and not really deal with them because we don't know one, what we're dealing with or two, how to deal with it or how this thing ever came into being. And so I want to encur- encourage you and tell you that soul ties are powerful and they are painful. And a lot of ways this can come into our life is just by um, us not guarding our minds. Uh, soul ties always will appeal to your senses. So what you see, what you hear, what you taste, what you smell, what you touch. Um, this is how the enemy comes in. And when it comes to soul ties, it's not just like someone just comes in and just breaks open your soul and like just comes and gets you. It's in subtle things that a lot of times what we're lacking or what we feel that we're lacking, we try to fill those voids with relationships that will eventually lead into soul ties. And so another way you can um, open up the door to soul ties too is if, um, depending your age, I guess, because if you're middle school, you haven't lived a whole bunch of life. But if you're if you're older, um, and that older could be whatever age for you, but maybe you're on social media and one of your exes reaches out to you from your past and you start conversing with them and you're not even thinking about anything sexual ever happening with you guys. And then all of a sudden... One day you're meeting face to face and now you've had a full out affair and uh, soul ties aren't always just sexual. They can also be emotional. Um, But I wanted to just share with you a few things uh, of what of how you can have soul ties. Number one um, is through close relationships with people. This you can't you can't have a soul tie with a stranger unless you just begin to get close to that person. Um, And again, social media is so dangerous for that, especially you girls listen to me. There are guys out there, there are women out there that are recruiting you 
and guys to be trafficked. And so don't, re- don't, if I don't know you or we're not friends with like the mutuals, if we're not friends with mutual people, I'm not going to accept your request. I have no idea if you really are who you say that you are. And so I see, I saw this so much with girls in middle school. Man, guys show them attention. They think it's this cute guy their age and they're like a 50 year old predator that, you know, is trying to get with them physically. And this isn't something that needs to be like joked about. Like this is real stuff. Like even where we are in Shreveport, there is legit trafficking happening in our own city. And so you just have to be careful that when it comes to relationships, it comes to social media, be so careful of that. But in your close relationships, it might not even be physical. It could be emotional, that you just have an unhealthy emotional connection with somebody and not all soul ties are physical. I mean, a lot, most are, but I have seen this happen in so many girls' lives because I don't really talk with a whole bunch of dudes because obviously I, I talk with a lot of the girls, but I have had girls tell me how they were had a close relationship with a friend of theirs who was a girl. Nothing physical was ever brought up, but because they were so unhealthy emotionally, um, and then when they got together just as friends, they started sleeping over, they started hanging out. Before you know it, they are now in a full-out girl-on-girl physical sexual relationship, but it didn't start off that way. And so you can have an emotional soul tie with somebody. Another thing that I've studied and I've seen also is you can have a soul tie with somebody through vows, commitments, and promises. You've ever said this about somebody like, I'll never get over you. I'll never this. I'll never love someone like I've loved you. And we say these things and we don't realize there's so much power in what we're saying. And so even in those vows and those commitments and saying certain things, if you're not careful, you are actually tying that person to you because of what you are saying out of your mouth. And then the third area, which I've obviously talked about too, is sexual intimacy. Any kind of sexual intimacy, whether you're having full-blown sex or oral or whatever else you want to call it, any kind of, of, of physical contact with somebody, um, it's, you can have a soul tattoo. Um, and then there are also healthy soul ties. Like, I do have a healthy soul tie with my husband. I should. Spirit, soul, and body. We are one. But I wanted to talk to you about before I got married, and I wanted to share with you some things that for me personally— were really, really hard, and I didn't understand what it was at the time. So I'm going to get really transparent with you. Um, I don't plan on getting emotional, but if I do, it's not because like I'm sad. It's just because I'm so thankful uh, that I have the opportunity to share these things with you. Um, so I grew up in church. I uh, was molested a lot growing up by guys and by girls growing up. I was never violently abused. Um, sometimes when people talk about abuse, at least for me growing up, it was always violent. I was never violently abused, but man, I was touched like all in the private parts, like so much growing up. So from four, five, six, seven, eight, 9, 10, 11, 12 years old, I'm uh, living my life just constantly feeling dirty, like always, like feeling dirty, struggling, um, like, and even when I was being molested, it was, it was one of those things of like, I knew, I knew somehow deep inside it was wrong, 
but at the same time, like it was exciting and it kind of felt good too. Do you know what I'm saying? And that, that part of me growing up so young, being exposed, I was never exposed to pornography. I was never exposed to walking in on anybody, you know, in the act or anything, but just my body, my little body being exposed to that and being touched in those ways led me into a problem of also struggling with masturbation. And I just thought, well, this is just how it feels, how it goes. I didn't tell anybody. I wasn't going to say anything because y'all know how that feels like sexual sin just makes you feel ugh. And so I remember I would take all these baths, all these showers as a young girl, guys, just feeling so dirty. And I did not understand why until I got older and I wound up getting in a relationship with a guy and we wound up having sex. And one of the things that the Lord showed me in all of that, I mean, there's there's so many other parts I'm leaving out for sake of time, but I remember when I was going through counseling because he was the only guy I ever slept with before I got married, my husband and I kept our, kept ourselves pure. Um, praise the Lord. Um, but in this, in this relationship, the guy that I lost my virginity to, um, he was the only guy that I slept with, but he slept with several other girls. And so when I was going through counseling, what the Holy Spirit showed me was just how in sexual relationships you can have, um, STDs, sexually transmitted diseases, I was, you can also have spiritually transmitted diseases or soulish transmitted diseases. And so even before I ever had sex with this guy, I, because I was around him a lot, like there were spirits at work, you know, there were things he was struggling with. There were things I was struggling with. And before anything physically ever happened, my mom could always tell when I was around this person because my countenance was different. I wasn't the same person. I am a very, for the most part, a joyful, loud, like happy person. But anytime I was around this person, it just, it, it, there was just things at work that my parents could just tell, like, you're not yourself, what's going on. And so when I wound up going to counseling, um, I stepped out of the ministry position I was in, obviously. And I, the Lord showed me that, that you can have, you know, cause I knew I didn't, I knew he wasn't the one I was supposed to marry, but because we had sex, I'm just like, well, I have to stay with him because I stood for purity. So, I lost my virginity, so that means I just need to stay with him. And um, there was, and the other thing too, when I was with him, and he, I mean, he's he's married now, he's happy. I'm so thankful for where he is today. Um, but at that time, it's hard because even when you know something is so toxic, we stay in it for whatever reason. And I think for me, I was so terrified of being alone, and then because of my mistakes, it was like, well. I might as well stay in it now, but it just wasn't a healthy relationship, period. It just was not healthy. And so I tried to break it off and we broke it off for several months and there was no contact whatsoever. Well, then we saw each other um, and then it happened again. And that's when I was like, oh, crap, Lindsay, you have got some serious issues. Well, that was when I started my counseling, my counseling journey. And in those months, God showed me so many things, but it all went back to when I was a young girl and I was exposed and I was molested, um, that it wasn't just, I mean, I don't think anybody that I've ever talked to has ever said, yeah, 
I just was born to, to just want to masturbate. I was born addicted to pornography or I was born, you know, to just live a life of sexual immorality. It was never that way. If you really talk to people and let them talk to you, it always goes back to something that they were exposed to for them, at least in my, in my experiences. And so I went on this journey of being, of understanding what soul ties were. So even the first time we broke up, there was no communication it, because I didn't deal with the soul tie aspect. When I saw him again, it was like straight into sex. It was like, how did this even happen? And so that's when I began to realize that us cutting off things in our own strength is not enough because when you commit sin and you commit sexual sin, you are opening up yourself up to so many things that I don't even think that we really understand and that we realize. Over in 1 Corinthians 6, 15 through 19, it says, Don't you know that your bodies belong to Christ as his body parts? Should one presume to take the members of Christ's body and make them into members of a harlot? Absolutely not. Aren't you aware of the fact that when anyone sleeps with the prostitute, he has become a part of her and she becomes a part of him? For it has been declared two, the two become a single body. But the one who joins himself to the Lord is mingled into one spirit with him. This is why you must keep running away from sexual immorality. For every other sin a person commits is external to the body, but immorality involves sinning against your own body. And so I realized that this whole sexual thing, because it's painful when you have a soul tie with somebody. And here's what I saw happen for me. You can ask my friends that were really close to me at the time. I went psycho. Like I became so obsessive and so crazy that I caught myself doing things that I thought I would never do. My behavior was so obscene and so ridiculous but when you have soul ties with people it makes you do crazy things because in my mind I'm thinking I slept with this one person but in reality I slept with every girl he slept with and on top of that the girls that he slept with I also slept with the guys that those girls slept with so not only did I just sleep with one person physically I slept with everyone else that the guys and girls have been attracted you know, connected to. So if you think about that, my gosh, and that's just with one person. So could you imagine if you have been, and I've talked with girls and they have given me lists of names of guys that they've slept with. And we've, we've gone through the, um, the prayers of breaking soul tiles and I'll I'll get that into the next episode, but man, imagine what that does to your soul. Um, Knowing that I wasn't supposed to be with him and it took me months and months to release that because even though I knew he wasn't who God had for me, I still struggled when he moved on. I still struggled when he, you know, was was doing other things. It affected me. Even some of the negative choices he made because of our breakup, I took those personal And so we go through these things in life and breakups and hardships and toxic relationships, but we just bounce around from relationship to relationship and we never stop and say, okay, I need to take some time and see why 
I'm acting the way I am, what's going on with me, because the enemy, like I said earlier, he's not just going to come in and just, you know, barge into your soul, but you give him any kind of access, he'll take it. And I remember for me, it was never, oh, let me date this guy. I'm going to lose my virginity and my life's going to be miserable. No, I was so starved as a teenager for emotional attention from a guy. And this guy was attractive. Every guy wanted to be his friend. Every girl wanted to date him. And I felt like so cool and special because he liked me. He wanted to date me. And, but not even realizing how um, how toxic it got. Um, and the other thing too is how when you're in relationships and when you feel like you have to start hiding things, that's like a whole other thing. But back to soul ties. I just want to tell you, I want to be able to act as a sister in Christ to say, listen, whatever your age is, I talked to somebody just the other day and she's like, yeah, I lost my virginity in middle school. Um, someone had, you know, girls are having miscarriages as middle schoolers and it just breaks my heart because I don't want to for my own my younger sister who's married now with girls but I think about my nieces and they're five and I would do anything in the world to protect them and I'm sure as they get older we'll be having conversations about certain things and I always want to point them to Jesus and instill in them their value and their worth. And um, But a lot of girls don't have that. And so I just want to serve as a hopefully mediator that can help you stop, stop you before you make a stupid decision. Or if you've already made those dumb decisions, is to say, listen, you're not the only one. Hello. Um, but I just want to help you take some time to kind of look inside yourself, pause within yourself and take some time to actually deal with these soul ties because you give the enemy an inch, he takes a mile. And for me, it was I was so starved emotionally. And that's exactly what this guy appealed to me in was in my emotions, and then later came the physical. So I want you to understand that anybody in your life, everybody in your life is not from the Lord, and not everybody in your life is from the enemy. But I believe wholeheartedly that when God wants to bless you, He'll send somebody. And I believe when the enemy wants to destroy you, He will send somebody. But we, because of our senses being so strong, remember what we see, hear, taste, smell, and touch— that's what the enemy is going to is going to appeal to. And what is your vice might not be mine and vice versa. But you cannot look at yourself and think, oh, that would never happen to me. Now that I am married, which praise God, my uh, my husband and I both dealt with our stuff before we were even dating. Um, thank God I dealt with those soul ties because, man, if those soul ties aren't dealt with, it will jack up your marriage, it can jack up your friendships. It can jack up future relationships because you have not taken the time to deal with those relationships and deal with those people. And so in our next episode, I'm going to be sharing with you five things that can practically help you with this. Um, and then what I would like for you guys to do is um, I'll share this with you um, too, is that I would love to answer any questions you have on Soul Ties because I have like so many things to say, but I didn't want to give you guys too much information. I just wanted to share with you a little bit of my story um, and then like I said give you some practical things and then in my third um, episode of this series I actually want you to answer questions from you guys so I'm really looking forward to that um, I'll close with this scripture in 1 Peter 5 8 it says be well balanced and always alert because your enemy the devil roams around incessantly like a roaring lion 
companion looking for its prey to devour. I want to encourage you, if you're a female, if you're a guy, whatever, you know, whoever you are listening to this, I want to encourage you to stay alert. And I want to encourage you to really take some time to look at yourself and say, okay, I need to see if there's some unhealthy soul ties because I'm telling you it affects your behavior and not dealing with your soul ties can literally cripple any relationship that God wants to bring into your life. So thank you for listening to this one. I'll be back um, for our next one. And again, I'll be giving you five things that you can start doing um, to deal with soul ties in your life. Talk to you soon.